You have arrived at your destination. Father! This is nothing like the fraudulent sorcery that you know. <clears throat> it's science, the culmination of human wisdom. And I believe in it. I trust and believe in Senku, too. I'm the kind of guy who absolutely loves technology. I get excited by space and mechs and Doraemon and stuff like that. I'm going to use the awesome power of science to rescue every last person. Anime man. Hey everybody, welcome to the Animation Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I'm your resident cartoon junkie, Brandon Jones, and I'm here with Stephen Barnes. Konnichiwa! Yes, it is anime week three. Yeah, baby! Woo! Uh, so, you know, Stephen is three for three this week. On, uh, I'm <laughs> going month. four for four. I'm here yeah, all yeah. of anime, man. Right, right. No kidding. Uh, but yeah, so this will be the third week. We're talking Dr. Stone this week. Uh, one of my favorites from last year, as we're talking about all four of my favorites from last year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of anime. Um, this this one, uh, controversially, let's say, uh, won my best anime of 2019 <laughs> uh, on my anime on my best of episode at the beginning of this year. This was prior to seeing the Hinokami episode of Demon Slayer. So. It's all gravy, man. It's all gravy. <laughs> uh, There's a lot out there we haven't seen yet, so you can only right. rank what you've seen. Right, true. It's true. And I could only rank what I'd seen. And, and at that point, like Demon Slayer was awesome. The animation was amazing still up to that point that I was watching. It just, there was something about it that wasn't quite elevating it above what I really enjoyed about this show. Um and the animation is like way better in Demon Slayer than, than Doctor Stone is. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, you know the music, I think, is about on par. I really enjoy the music in both. Well, I say on par. The, the, it's kind of perfect in Demon Slayer too. I know. So, man. <laughs> Demon Slayer like, is one of those uh, one oh, of those intros man. that I watch every episode. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, some absolutely. of them I skip. Like after the third episode, I just skip through. Mm-hmm. Demon Slayer every yeah. time. Every time. Yeah. Absolutely. I was this way with um, with Dr. Stone's second. Uh, their second one was really hot. Yeah, like, it was I liked... better. The second one was definitely better. Yeah. yeah, the first one was good. I thought it was fine. But like the second one was like fire. Like it was great. I absolutely yeah. love the second theme of uh, that one. But yeah, nothing's topped uh, Demon Slayer for the opening theme. That thing is a jam. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but uh, what, what this show does, I think, very well is that it sort of takes the uh the the shonen genre and doesn't turn it on its head per se but just does a little bit of something different with what it's doing because oh, yeah. there are fights in this anime there's like fight scenes and stuff but the real shonen moments are sort of preserved for edutainment science moments which is weird mm-hmm. 
Uh, so you know, it, it's it, it's it's a little bit bizarre. Um, it's uh, uh, the manga is has a very interesting history. Um, so actually, TMS Entertainment does the animation on this one. They are actually f- a phenomenal uh, animation company. Uh, now that I now that I look at it, uh, they used to do. It was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, they they actually did I mean, a it's lot. Not of... bad animation by any means, but just in, in the comparison no. to Demon Slayer, it's hard to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's not by any stretch. It, it's just the they have a lot of they do a lot of the the cut corners kind of things like right. the, the still frames and things like that. Mm-hmm. But what TM, TMS actually like they do a lot of American stuff. Like they've done a lot of American uh, stuff. They did Ducktales, Rainbow Bright, Real Ghostbusters, Inspector Gadget, Tiny really? Toons, all the all the old stuff. Oh yeah, Batman the animated series. What? They would they would farm out to them. Yeah, TMS does a lot of American stuff. That's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They and that that's that's like some of the best animated series we've had over here for sure. Oh yeah. Um yeah. So Spider Man the animated series, they've had a they've had a few in there. So yeah, they they've been around for a long time. Uh since since the sixties. Like they're one of the first like animation studios out there, really. That's awesome, uh, man. Good for them. I mean, that's right. definitely a, a good list of projects that I can right. get behind. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but uh, what this uh, what this manga is, or what this show is, uh, where it started off as a manga, Dr. Stone, as most of these things do. Uh, I know. I, I got to by... say, <laughs> I was going to say, this is this is one of the few ones I don't read. Believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually considering it. I, I don't know, but it's not very, very much further than where it it started because it was only out two years yeah. before the anime started. So it wasn't uh, super far ahead. I, uh, I do have it on my to read list. Yeah. But I yeah. have not read it yet as I yeah. you know usually have read most things that we do <laughs> on here. Yeah. yeah Dr. Exactly. Stone has 150 issues so far. Yeah. 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 It's not, not that's super. Really, it's really not that ahead. much when you compare how many issues go into one episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not a whole lot, and uh, it's it, it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. Season two is about to come out too. I think next month, actually. Oh, is I it that close? Yeah, I think season two starts next month. So, uh, so that'll be cool to watch. Um, but uh, this was created by a two man team, uh, which is interesting. Uh, uh, Richiro Richiro uh, Inaga, Inagaki and illustrator Boichi. Uh, a Korean illustrator, which yeah. is not typical from Shonen Jump. It's typically or not typical to have two man teams uh, either. It's typically one guy doing pretty much both things uh, for Shonen Jump. But um, uh, Boichi is a, a Korean animator. The the anime, I will say, and it, it, I understand why. If you read the manga or what, look at any of the manga stills or anything, mm-hmm. the art is so good. Like it's so different from like what you typically get from like a Japanese manga. It's really awesome. Like, and it's so detailed. I understand why they had to boil it down for animation. Uh, Cause I think it would like, it would like, you know, just break their heads trying to animate some of the uh, ridiculous amount of detail that's in it. Yeah. Um, if you just type in Boichi, actually uh, B O I C H I into the, into Google, like you'll get some of his, work and it's insane like it's just nuts uh but uh this dude is uh oh wow yeah, yeah. this dude's got an awesome style to him uh super uh kind of hyper realist style uh but it oh yeah still it really ha- is 
Yeah, but every all the faces still have that the classic anime face kind of mm-hmm. thing. So uh, very interesting. And uh, he, he makes an interesting main character with Senku. Um, he's he's got a really bizarre look to him. Um, yeah, not typical that you would have. Uh, but he's got big spiky hair and like the two fluffs down at the top but it's not like your typical like goku spiky hair i don't know it's a, it, it's, it's like, like long and wavy off his head yeah it looks like he like has like vegetables coming off of his head or something it's weird but uh i like it i dig it a lot um uh but yeah so basically uh this manga is about uh a completely catastrophic event that uh hits all of humanity right at the start uh, everyone on Earth is turned to stone. Yeah, like a green uh, light kind of yeah. stuff over the, the Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something happens and it's just like uh, green light cascades and everybody, uh, including Senku and his uh, and his uh, best friend, get uh, turned into tai- Taiju, I believe is his name. Yeah, uh, Taiju get turned into uh, stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's kind of a horrifying start because like you realize that like not only did everybody get turned to stone like your brain still functions right they're all so, conscious <laughs> yeah so that's horrifying <laughs> in every manner um and uh, it's like a really downer but then it immediately cuts to senku 3700 years later waking up mm-hmm. uh gets you know cracks open kind of comes out like a gargoyle like on like on gargoyles uh, breaks out of the stone, uh, which is interesting because if you're broken while in stone, you're definitely like made of stone. You're not like encased in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but the way they come out is that they sort of like internally change back into like people and then like break, break out. Break off like so, a crust. I mean, it's, yeah. it's dead up like gargoyles. Yeah, it's exactly like gargoyles. If, you, so. if, if they take out the gargoyles in the daylight, it's like mm-hmm. a, it's like breaking a statue. Right. But in the, at night, they basically break off a crust and there they are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and they actually have a scientific explanation, you know, for as scientific as you can get about people being turned to stone, obviously, uh, for why they can break out of the break out of the stone, which yeah. I thought was interesting. Uh, but Senku wakes up and we don't actually get the explanation as to how he woke up until I think two episodes later, the full uh, thing. Yeah, well, uh, because it initially, the anime initially follows Taiju. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he wakes up, and yes. you're kind of like, what, he's running around trying to figure out what's going on. He sees, yes. uh, the only, like, living person he sees is Senku, and Senku's mm-hmm. like, hey, I, I, it worked. I woke you up. You're welcome. Right, exactly, yeah. Because it does, it, it's basically Taiju's uh, narrative at the beginning, because the he's beginning. even like, yeah, it's even like he's proposing to, or he wants to go on a date with uh, uh, his childhood friend. Yeah, Yuzahara, Yuzahira, and he's basically like, you know, like, hey, we should go on a date. Like when everything gets turned to stone, so um, uh, so he's uh, basically wakes up uh, thirty seven hundred years later, and basically all civilization, like you can see, like the buildings, like overtaken by the forest, by nature, and, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is even like the buildings are gone. I mean, yeah, there's in a handful of places you kind of see some ruins, but for the most Mm -hmm. part, like everything's back to, you know, regular 
earth nature right yeah yeah and you can see like people kind of like buried and like as erosion occurs you know like people are kind of buried in certain areas you see lots of that statues broken too yeah which Mm -hmm. is kind of devastating in its own way yeah exactly um but uh he taiju ends up like breaking out and like waking up and then he gets the explanation from uh from senku basically of like hey like this is how it worked and he has this little concoction that we learn about later and uh he starts pouring it onto a sparrow uh which is interesting because sparrows were actually affected the day before um I think we get that in the first episode. We get that yeah, later on, maybe. Because yeah. Taiju yeah. and uh, Yuzuhiro mm-hmm. both show up at, I think, to see Senku about the stone, yeah. about that's, a stone sparrow, but they each have one of their own. That's right. Yeah. Like, oh, like, you found one, too. What's going mm-hmm. on? This is weird. Flash of green right. light. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, something, yeah, something is, like, literally, literally targeted sparrows and then targeted, you know, humans. Yeah, yeah and, it makes you, you feel know. like maybe the sparrows were... Uh, like an experiment first, like a trial right. maybe before like a, whatever. Like a, yeah, like yeah. a test of some kind, yeah, yeah or yeah, something possibly. like that, or or an adaptation. The way this the way this kind of goes with science, because like what's really cool is like even the sci fi aspects of all this. Really, the only sci fi aspect is everybody getting turned into stone and being revived. Yeah, uh, the rest Other than that it's very science scientifical. Yeah, it's it's very edutainment, Beekman's world, Bill Nye the Science Guy style experiments, mm-hmm. and uh, just done in the the new Stone Age, um, which is very interesting. Uh, but um, uh, so th- there's like been theories as to like what has caused the whole thing because it's still not mentioned in the manga exactly what started it. If they're only 150 in, obviously it's probably going to be a a final arc type thing yeah, to, yeah. to talk about that. But I've um, got a lot more going on to, uh, to, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so yeah. based in, 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 quote unquote reality, they have mm-hmm. to, you know, survive before they can right. even possibly think about finding yeah. out what happened. Exactly. Yeah. And Senku is determined uh, because he's just, uh, he's just a determined boy and he wants to save everybody with science just to, prove that he can do it he's a thousand <laughs> percent ready yeah isn't that like it? A, there is a, or is it a hundred thousand i think it's a billion i think he says like a billion times oh, it's like, okay. yeah. He's a, he's yeah. a, every time that's his little thing i'm a billion percent ready right it's i'm a hundred percent gonna ha- gonna work <laughs> yeah it's always like a high ridiculous number that's his quirk for for talking um but uh yeah he's he, he just and basically he's a very interesting character because he's not like he, he he is a good person, but he is like sort of like he's a little Asperger's. Like he's he's like he doesn't he doesn't like human his, very well. Yeah, his normal uh, social functions aren't as great as his scientifical mind. He kind of right. gets absorbed in what he's doing, uh, right? You know, experiments or whatever else, more mm. so than. Uh, worrying about sparing feelings or, right. or you know, <laughs> how, just how he talks to people is very kind of straightforward. Right. He's very upfront about being sneaky about stuff. You know, he's yeah. not like, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to use you as manual labor to get what I need from this. <laughs> like, so he's very, he's very upfront about it. Which uh, is he great with Taiju. Cause Taiju's like, yeah, man, yeah. let's do this. He's like a right. beef, beefcake type guy. He's like, I'll do whatever you need done. Let's get this done. Right, he's just a big, big, strong dummy. Yeah, brain and, and brawn. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. And uh, basically, he's like, "Look, if we do this, we can revive somebody. I'll let you pick who we revive next." Of course, it's going to be 
Yuzu Hira, um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I, I do like her design. Like they they sort of push those two to the side afterwards. Yeah, they really did. Which is interesting. Uh, I think that was probably like an that felt like an editorial decision to me in a few ways. Um, uh, when an editor kind of like is like directing a, a manga creator to kind of go in a certain direction, uh, you can kind of spot those things. Like when, uh, like when Dragon Ball Z, when they had after the Frieza saga, it was like, oh, the Android eight nineteen and twenty were going to be the main villains, and mm-hmm. the director. Were, his editor was kind of like, nah, they kind of suck. Do something else. So he made 17 and 18 and they were kind of like, that's eh, a little bit better, but still not a final boss. So then he made sell and the guy's like, all right, that's that'll a final do. boss. That'll do. <laughs> so, that'll do. Yeah. so you have like this whole like convoluted, like crazy last, uh, arc of dragon ball Z not last, but you know, uh, for the time of dragon ball Z, because the editor's like, ah, eh, do this instead. I feel like Taiju and Yuzuhiro were like not really loved by fans. I, you know, it. That's how it kind of felt to me. Yeah. Um, so they I were didn't kind feel of like, like they had a chance. Yeah. I mean, they, the only thing I can say for them is that, and I guess we'll get to it in a little bit, is that they're mm-hmm. uh, they serve a purpose, and yeah. and maybe that purpose is going to become much more prevalent and apparent in season two. But mm-hmm. season one is a lot of groundwork, and they're just not there for yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and he get they sort of get replaced by like way more interesting characters. That's the other thing. It's like like I think Chrome and Kohaku and Suika and all that. Like I yeah. think they're infinitely more interesting than Taiju or uh, Yuzuhira. Um, but uh, I, this was a very interesting way how this show like kind of uh, delivered itself onto you because like. You start. You open up, and basically, episode one, Senku has already figured out how to how to destroy the petrification. He already yeah. has like the the, and it's like, oh, so what's the conflict going to be? Like it was like it's like completely like, what is the conflict of this show going to be if he's already figured out how to do it? You'd think he would be like trying to figure that out throughout the whole thing, mm-hmm. but he ends up reviving Sukasa, um, who is basically a Jojo villain like in a completely different anime. Right. Uh, he is the, uh, uh, what do they call him? Like the 100% primate uh, teenager or something. Yeah. Um, he's like uh, yeah. some high school gorilla yeah, high, thing. Yeah. He's high like, school yeah he's like the number one high school wrestler or some nonsense. Yeah. He's like the, absolute physical peak of a human being like he can literally hunt down lions he actually kills a lot it kills a well, that, lion yeah like that's the whole reason they bring him back is because uh yeah. they're on their way to go bring back uh yuzahira and uh-huh. uh they get chased by lions and so they're like well we need to yeah. we can make more medicine we need to get somebody that can help us take care of the situation they bring right. in sukasa and he's like <laughs> It is one of the funnier parts of the anime is kind of where they bring anybody back, yeah. but it's like, oh yeah, sure. Well, I'm back in the future now. I'm going to take on these lions and, and then we'll, just fig- <laughs> we'll figure out what happened after that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and Sukasa's loving it. Like he loves the new world. Yeah. Like it's like, oh man, starting over. Like this is great. Um, you know, he's very uh, receptive to the whole primal instinct type of a world and everything. Yeah. He's very um, much about the strength. Yeah, yeah, survival of the fittest type of exactly uh, 
thought process. And he uh, he basically starts to kind of show his uh, his psychosis a little bit because uh, he just starts smashing like adult statues mm-hmm. like right in front of him. It's like if we like if we you're you keep saying you want to save the whole world. But if you save the whole world, then the adults who ruined the world prior will just want to get there. You know, right. uh, it'll just go back again. to the way it was. Yeah, it'll and just he's basically thinking that we can do better with yeah. the strongest youth. Right. Like just just revive what's the youth revive revive these people, revive the people who are, you know, properly can and make a world of strength and then we can actually, you know, uh live in this world properly. And right. Senku Senku is just kinda like, nah, nah, I'm gonna save everybody. That's what I'm gonna do. Cause that's what I'm going to, you know, cause that's what he's good at. And, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to prove that he can do that. Um, and there is your first conflict. There's your first conflict, man. It's brain. It's science versus strength, brain versus brawn. Um, and, uh, it's really smart how they go about it because, uh, you know, cause like, it's sort of like this sort of, uh, he won't tell Sukasa. like he kind of gets that Sukasa's like, you know, nuts, like almost at the start. Right. So he won't, he won't reveal like what it is to, you know, to, uh, revive people because if he knows it, then he doesn't need Senku anymore. Exactly. And he can just kill Senku. Uh, cause that's the only science that he requires is just how to revive people. And he doesn't want, you know, he don't want to make weapons and guns and all sorts of things. Yeah. He so. can handle that himself. Exactly. The, I mean so, like basic weaponry. Yeah. So basically like they start to, uh, Senku and Taiju and, uh, Yuzuhara try to, they, they start a process of making dynamite uh, just to make sure that they can fight off uh, Tsukasa or, you know, at least incapacitate him or even kill him just to get him, you know, yep. to not kill him. But uh, uh, they end up losing that battle, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tsukasa ends up like snapping uh, with just a quick thrust of a, of a spear and like snaps Senku's neck. Um, but, uh, this is where we learn a different thing about, uh, the stone, um, uh, the petrification is that it actually does have healing properties as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he had a patch of the stone still on his neck. Senku did. Uh, and he kind of kept giving signals to Taiju. Like, like he kept cricking his neck and stuff and like yeah. giving like little signals to him. And then. Taiju kind of like figured it out. He grabs Senku's body to get away from Tsukasa after they exploded uh, uh, dust of, of gunpowder. That's what they're trying to move is make gunpowder. And uh, they exploded a dust cloud of gunpowder and exploded. And that's how they got away from Tsukasa. And then when they got alone with Senku, he starts pouring on the little uh, the uh, the concoction to, to bring people back. Mm-hmm. And he pours it right on the neck. And as the neck, you know, uh, unpetrifies, it actually heals his neck and he uh, wakes up again. And they spend a full episode with him dead, actually, which is interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I thought, the, thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be dead, obviously, because the. Yeah. Like, I mean, what are you going to do with this? <laughs> like the third right, episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he is Dr. Stone. I mean, it's like. Um, but. Uh, so he um, basically. uh, uh Tsukasa still thinks he's dead, but they kind of sneak away and like make sure that he can't find Senku. But uh, Taiju and uh, Yuzuhira decide to basically join Tsukasa's side as like spies. What happens is as they're getting away, and this is Mm -hmm. something that's a little fuzzy for me in the anime, Mm -hmm. but 
they're getting away. They wake Sanku back up, and obviously mm. they don't want Sukasa to know. Um, yeah. But while Sanku was out, if I remember correctly, they made a fire. Mm-hmm. And yeah. or no, or no, it was the explosion. Actually, it was the dynamite yeah. explosion. Yeah. And in the forest, because they're up high on a mountain when this occurred, uh, mm-hmm. in the forest they see it's either one or two different fires. Yeah. Like bonfires, yeah. Like smoke. Mm-hmm. So that's when Senku's like, well, I'm going to go to one of those. It's that right. way I can get away from Sukasa. He thinks I'm still dead. And then, right. and, so th- and that's when Taiju and, and the girl, Yuzahiro, are like, well, we'll go back and tell him mm-hmm. our only option is to join him. Right. And Since then he... we'll keep tabs on him or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they believe that there is civilization that somehow has been made before they woke up. Right. Um, they're not entirely certain. And then we get confirmation from that uh, as, as uh, Tsukasa is like kind of pursuing Taiju and um, Yuzuhara. Um, we get Kohaku showing up. Uh, best girl Kohaku showing up. Out yeah, of she's awesome. And, when Kohaku shows up, like the like the anime kind of rocketed like into one of my favorites because it started layering mysteries on top of mysteries, and suddenly you have this awesome cave girl who's you know obviously was not like petrified at any point. They even have like little markers for people that were petrified, like little cracks in their on their skin. Yeah, that is uh, a really yeah. cool uh, design aspect for the characters is everybody that wakes up gets and it's all mm-hmm. it's different for everyone too. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a different design on them and I like Senku has these two like kind of horned eyebrows and uh uh Gein has his little like kind of toothy mouth it, like yeah, underneath his uh, eye. I like Gein's a lot. Yeah, Gaines is cool. But all the ones that woke up like have these little like cracks and stuff like in their design, but clearly Kohaku doesn't have that. Like it's like she's she's very clearly and even even Tsukasa, who's like, you know, a, a physical, you know, genius and stuff, he like can ascertain that like she's not like she's too young to, you know, be she, when they start fighting, he's like it doesn't make sense for her to be this good of a martial artist. I would have heard about her in the martial arts circles if she right. revived. So it's like, is this person actually like just of this time period of this time period? Yeah. It's like, you know, so they start layering these little things where like a whole village, a whole civilization is now like uh, somehow lived through these 3,700 years and uh, as they slept. Um, And that's just when it really got cool. And this is where this is where you kind of got the the basis for what's going on because you have this fight between Tsukasa and Kohaku. It's a really cool fight. It's very quick though. Yeah. And the shonen esque type moment of it, like doesn't happen in there. He basically knocks her down and then cuts, cuts a tree down on top of her. And there's like a little crevice where she lands. So the tree doesn't quite smash her, but it pins her, but it pins her down. And, uh, you know, he just kind of leaves her there to die. And then Senku, shows up later and is, you know, so you think science. like, ex- exactly. Yeah. You'd think that like, you know, the whole like big, like, Oh, amazing moment would be during the fight, but it's like after the fight where he makes a pulley system in order to use his own weight to lift the tree so that he can get Kohaku out. Right. Like that's where the shonen part is like sort of, uh, stronger. uh yeah, it's stronger, and I just thought I just think that's so cool that like they save these moments of of uh, amazing re- revelation or or big moments to like scientific discovery and like showing these people what they are, mm-hmm. you know how to 
how to engineer these things. Um, yeah, and so he, he goes back to that village um, with Kohaku, and he meets Chrome, uh, who's uh, another uh, dude from the village. Yeah, yeah, he, or he, ma- he well, magician, they, I guess. Yeah, they they keep calling Senku a sorcerer because that's uh, right, sorcerer. That's right. Yeah, they keep calling him a sorcerer, and they're like, "Oh, well, he can, you know, it's like see if he can fight our sorcerer." There's two guards at the. Uh, that's another two couple good good characters. Yeah, I do the guards. Like them. At the bridge, Kinro and Ginro, uh, gold and silver. Um, but uh, he, uh, they basically are like, you know, like he's, he's like, oh, this guy, he's like a sort well, Kohaku calls him a sorcerer. And, you know, Senku's like, I'm a scientist, not a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they're like, oh, well, we got a sorcerer. So basically, Chrome is their scientist guy, and he's doing a whole like shtick of like, ah, look, I'll make this flame turn blue, and now it will turn yellow. And it's like, he's just like, you just threw copper, potassium, and you know, he basically names out like what he did. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, oh, man, I can't believe it. Uh, so we learn that Chrome is this dude who just like collects everything. Um, he has like a hut. That's just like full of like, you know, uh, different potassium. materials, ingredients. Yeah, and- exactly. Like different stones, different crystals, different uh, gemstones, different uh, types of uh, like plants and stuff. I mean, like he, he's basically, you know, today or that ages scientist, you know, he, yeah, does, I- he does experiments. Right. basically with the idea of like what's going to happen instead of like i he doesn't really yeah. need to accomplish anything so much as like if i take this and this what happens right exactly he, he just makes basic you know uh and it is it is the most like basic scientific discovery he yeah. learns like which which rock is harder like he knows that this one is harder than this one and that's what he uses to sharpen the other ones and you know stuff like that just the most you know, basic stone age form of science, which is great. But uh, the other thing that's really weird is that they all speak Senku's language. Yeah. Like there's no language barrier at all. Uh, so, you know, there's just these like little, little tiny mysteries that pile up and you start to think like, that doesn't make sense that they have the same language, but it all makes sense as a, as everything gets revealed. And, um, and I, I think it's really smart the way they do that. Cause uh, first off, like the first conflict they have is basically like, all right, so Senku needs to basically turn this village into his kingdom of science. That's the only way he's going to beat Tsukasa, mm-hmm. right? So in order to get into well, the village, we, yeah, we did miss one thing earlier was just that Tsukasa does know how to unpetrify people now. Mm. Yeah, sorry. He took uh, Yuzuhira hostage and basically got Senku to tell him, yeah, like, hey. Like th- this is what you need, and it actually does make um, make sense to a degree because it is um, oh uh, what is it? It's back it's guano. like the back, it's back guano, but it's like what is it? Ammonia? I th- no, it's not ammonia. I I forget what that makes. It's a certain um, uh, acidic. Uh, yeah, it's something acidic about it, and then that plus nitol, which is a nitroglycerin. So Senku actually woke up. Uh, because he just had the bat guano kind of drizzled on him. Yeah, like it and, was. Uh, he was in a cave, and it was dripping, yeah. dripping down on him. Yeah, and he ended up waking up that way. But then he tries it again and again and again on like other people, and it's like or on the, like the the birds and anyone else, and it's not working. And he's trying to figure out why isn't it working, and it's because he was thinking the entire time while he was out. Yeah. So 
the whole time that he was that he was in stone, he was counting the seconds and counting the days uh, to make sure that he knew uh, what year it was if he were to, if he was to ever wake up. Right. He kept his brain firing. So like everybody else kind of go like went into like basically like you just go into a dream state. You don't really like after a little while you just your brain goes to sleep. Yep. You're not dead, but you know, you're just not conscious at all. Right. But Sen- Senku through all 3,700 years had his brain going, counting the seconds, counting the minutes. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, that's how he's able to actually ascertain that he woke up 3,700 years later. But it's also the reason he woke up because when the, when the, the back guano dripped on him, the amount of energy that he'd been putting out through thinking because his brain cells were still able to fire within the stone somehow it it leveled up to about 2.1 trillion joules or something like that that was over time Mm -hmm. um and so he needed something that was going to equal something to that degree so nitol which is basically uh, a nitroglycerin type of uh type of uh uh thing mix that with the the back guano and that's how you make your uh, your uh, or as alcohol. Sorry, it wasn't nitrogen. It was alcohol. It was a form of alcohol, I think. Um, oh, that's right. Because they had to, they had to yeah. find grapes and stuff. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what gave it the energy to actually wake people up. So, it, you needed that energy along with the corrosive acid to like basically wake the the human cells back up and for it to spring spring forth. So, mm-hmm. and that's so that's why Senku was the one to wake up. I thought that was smart that they gave a reason as to why he was the one that actually woke up. Um, a little bit of luck, obviously, because he was in a bat cave. But, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but he was able to be the one to have that happen to him because he was thinking the whole time. Um, so he basically comes to this village and he knows that he's got to make this village into like the kingdom of science. So he's going to bribe these people somehow into like getting them to you know, to, to make this stuff. So he basically makes Chrome his apprentice by explaining all this science to him that he didn't understand yep. that he was, he was basically following, but didn't quite have like a full understanding of. So now he's basically his apprentice and they're making stuff. And then they find out about Ruri, which is Kohaku's sister, who is the village priestess. Mm-hmm. Um, and Senku's like, if I am to cure the, and she has like a sickness about her. She like has a cough, and she's wasn't even expected to reach adulthood because she's had it since she was a kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's a it's a it's a disease that that's killed them before. That's killed people in their village before, and they don't really have much of a you know cure for it. So it's just sort of expected that if you have that cough, you're going to die eventually. Um, so Senku's like, all right, if I save the priestess of the village, I'll definitely be able to get in. And then I can manipulate these cave me people into being my subjects. You know, this whole like uh-huh. uh, pseudo kind of not really uh, like, uh, moral uh, like thing. Like to upfront do. plan of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that that's his plan. And then Kohaku is just on board because like, if it'll save my sister, I don't care. Like you can, you know, do whatever. It doesn't matter. So I just want to save my sister. She's even you even learn that she's like a trouble child and like the father disowned her um, uh, because she messed up a whole grand bout thing. And you're not sure why that happened, but she's just like this trouble child that keeps disobeying her father, the, the village chief. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so she's sort of disowned and that's why she's hanging out with Chrome and, Co- and, uh, and, and uh, Senku and helping them out. But he's basically just going to make a basic sulfa drug to see if that'll cure it because he's 
pretty sure that like this is probably just some like basic medicine that you need. Right. Um, and what's brilliant is that they even mention like penicillin. It's like what we could do is just wait for penicillin to like wait for the right type of penicillin to come along because you need a specific, you know, super powerful type of mold to make it. Or we can go the Stone Age route. <clears throat> and the Stone Age route is a very specific plan of uh, of things. Uh, and it, it that's where that's where like the, the edutainment side kind of comes in is these big infographics that kind of show like, all right, here's what we have. This is what we need to get to yep. in order to make the sulfur. And drug. then this is and, how we put it together to make this. And like they, yeah. they set out like whole plans for different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like we need to make iron so we can have th- so we can have this. Then we need to have copper so we can uh, electrify that and make electrolysis. We need to make a magnet by shooting it with lightning, and it's just all these little steps that they have to go through. And like each episode, kind of you know, uh, uh, enhances that. Uh, right. They get to a, they get to a point of making steel. They get to a point of making iron. They get to a point of making glass, uh, which is one of my favorite yes. episodes of the whole thing. I, I um, was really into that too, not just for the glass blowing yeah. aspect, but because it introduced yeah. another character I really dig, which yeah. is the old man, Kasaki. Yes. Yes. Kasaki's awesome. He's yes. like, uh, he, he makes weapons <laughs> and he makes like uh, pottery and mm. things like that for the village. And he's like this really like frail old dude. And yeah. then uh, Senku's like, well, take a look at this. And Senku did his attempt at glass blowing, which was terrible. But he's right. like, look, if we can, you know, use this heat. And he's like, I basically build everything. I just need someone who knows the craft. And right. Kaski's like bursts out of his clothes, basically, with all these gigantic <laughs> muscles. And as, as right. like this old, it's almost, uh, it's almost uh, <laughs> like, uh, Oh, of course. What's his name from Dragon Ball Z? Roshi. Oh, Roshi. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like little <laughs> scrawny man to like huge buff dude. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Uh, someone has challenged my artistic craft and like makes yeah. amazing, you know, different uh, scientific tools that, that Senku needs. Yeah. Like, and it, it, yeah. And that's it's real smart, too, because like that, again, is sort of like. You know, he doesn't even like know what glass is, but he takes like just like one look at what they're doing and realizes like how the pliability when you heat up the glass, he understands like, oh, now it becomes pliable. He even like it even shows him like kind of like thinking about it. it's like if you blow air into it, it'll it'll do this and blah, blah, blah. And he starts to like understand it. But because he's a craftsman, because he's somebody who's been doing clay pottery and making shields and spears like his whole time it's um you know it it comes so naturally naturally to him to be able to like form out beakers and make things and like super easy yeah uh really brilliant And, and um and this is where we come to the part to where like as they create things they're it, 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 this is really what shows the power of the show for me um, in a lot of ways. Because uh, it's like these super heartfelt moments. You have this character, Suika. Uh, Suika, uh, which means watermelon. And she wears a watermelon on her head. Um, and you don't know why. You have no idea why, but she's like the cute little girl character, right? And she'll like ball up inside the watermelon and roll like away. Roll around, it's adorable. Yeah. yeah, it's adorable. Um, 
And uh, you don't know why she wears the watermelon and people always ask her and, um, you know, she never really reveals it. And Senku is the first person that, like, didn't really even ask her, like, why, like, why do you wear the watermelon? He was just uh, she just wanted to help. Uh, she's always been like kind of like not a, she's so small and, and for other reasons can't really help out in the village. So she's kind of like timid to ask, but wants to help him out while they're uh, sifting through for magnetic sand for iron sand. Mm hmm. So they have these little like weaker magnets and kind of sifting through for uh, for uh, for metal pieces uh, in the in the water. And she comes up and she says she wants to help. And he immediately just kind of gives it to her. Is like, well, you're smaller, so you'll work out. You know, you'll work out way better doing this. because yeah. you're lower to the ground. Um, so without even like knowing it, he like touches this girl's heart because he's the first person that didn't ask her why she had a watermelon on or basically like say like you're too small you can't help like yeah. she just imme- immediately like yeah man like w- kingdom of science you're you're part of it let's go yeah he's you like know? i can like, use you every, yeah <laughs> the funny part is like he doesn't really yeah. care he's like i can right. use you and, and you seem able-bodied so that's all i need come on right wear, yeah. wear whatever you want on your head yeah exactly um and it's it's interesting because like he's you know he's that way but like there is like a heart to him yeah but he just doesn't like, he doesn't show it and doesn't like to, you know, anytime he does something, it's because it's the logical thing to do. Um, but really he's being super nice to the kid, obviously. So, uh, so Suika is, you know, like just starts helping out like in little tiny ways here and there. And then they get the glass blowing going and they basically end up learning why Suika doesn't take the melon off. She takes her head off or takes her, her melon off. And they think like, Oh, is she going to be like, no one's seen her without their, her melon. And like they think like she's going to be like really ugly or something. It turns out she's this cute little girl. But then she squints her face like into like an old lady face and it freaks everybody out. Like, what are you doing? Uh, And she says she has the fuzzy sickness, which is something that people in the village have where she can't see that well. Mm -hmm. But when she squint, but she can only see when she squints her eyes properly. And when she puts the melon on, it's way easier for her to see. And Senku describes like you're just nearsighted and that's the pinhole effect mm-hmm. when you're ref- when the, the light isn't refracting as much you can actually see much better when you're nearsighted like that and he's and he gives this little like speech of like in you know in the world of science like we have eyes that will help you you know see and uh they're made out of glass the stuff we've been making and he, he, so as they're making these things they start to like make things that help improve the rest of the the village in ways. And uh, it all culminates in this very, uh, very wonderful scene. It's probably my favorite scene of the whole an- uh, anime. I even mentioned it in my um, best of uh, episode is where, you know, they basically make the, the lenses for Suika and they put it inside of her, you know, little melon helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they take her to see these sunflowers and they put it on and she can see clearly for the first time in her life. And, just that that little moment of like this is what the progression of human wisdom has brought you know and uh now bringing it to these stone age people this new stone age and ah it's so lovely and so wonderful <laughs> it's like <laughs> i absolutely love it and um it's uh it's a, a a lot a lot of fun to to watch those moments very i got a little teary eyed i'm not gonna lie yeah <clears throat> a little bit a little bit uh, but it's it's pretty smart the way they do it because like he's he's doing these things to like kind of like 
quote unquote manipulate labor out of people, but it's like these are all things that are helping them, you know. And he he and they end up making ramen out of foxtail uh, uh, grain, mm-hmm. you know, which is to to Senku is gross because it's like this is like not that good at all, but they've never had ramen before, so it's the best thing in the world to them. Well, <laughs> so. he he makes cotton candy for them too. Yeah, it makes that's, that's kind of how he on. wins the a lot of the village yeah. over is like, hey, like mm-hmm. here's a sweet thing, pretty easy to make, right, right, and that was in line to making uh, copper gold, wiring, the golden, yeah, yeah the gold, copper gold. wire, exactly, yeah, 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 gold wire because you can take gold and put it in the same thing and do basically the same deal as with uh, sugar. You throw you throw sugar in, and it's the same deal. So, um, yeah, it's uh, pretty smart. And, and just the way they, they do that stuff, it, it's it's ah, man, I really dig the way they make the fights, not the main thing. It's always the science first and like the the little discoveries that you make along the way. Right. And, uh, but uh, they have great characters, too, man. Like, uh, you know, uh, they they even characterize magma in a decent way afterwards because mm-hmm. magma is kind of their first antagonist in the village. Well, you know, Sukasa is the first first one but like when they get over here the first real antagonist is is magma who's like the big he's the big strong all brawn kind of dude well, like the big thing that's gonna that's keeping uh senku from really winning over the village is that other than him being like a sorcerer yeah. uh you said you know rory is the uh is the priestess and basically yes. whoever gets the whoever marries the priestess is in, is the leader of the village Right. And so Magma is this like kind of buff goon type character who's like, well, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to marry her and I'm going to run yeah. this village however I want, blah, blah, blah. And they yeah. know that if he does do that, for one, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Ruri doesn't want to marry him. and But for two, right. if he does that, there's no chance of Senku ever getting a foothold in, in this village. Right. Right. And that's all and determined by like a, uh, uh, like a tournament. Pretty yeah, much. the grand tournament bout. Art. <laughs> yeah, tournament art. Gotta have tournament, tournament art. Tournament art. Gotta get, it, even in a science anime, we gotta get that out of the way real quick. Exactly. Just get it done. We have to have a tournament arc, even though, uh, and it's a very, it's a very like blown over tournament arc. There's like maybe two actual fights in the whole thing, right. um, which is good. Uh, but that is also Kohaku's uh, motivation for basically being ousted by her father because she didn't want her sister marrying Magma, who was obviously going to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but none of the rules say that a girl can't enter the bout uh, or even the priestess's sister can't win, enter the bout. Um, so basically she joins just to beat Magma in the, in the grand bout a few months ago right. and beat and, you know, beats the crap out of him. And it's like, well, that just made everything null and void because you're not marrying your sister, obviously. So that's when the chief basically like disowned her, is like you're, you know, you're not my daughter anymore, and you've screwed this up, and blah blah blah. But Kohaku knows that Magma not only doesn't care about her sister, will let her die. That's the whole reason that he's in for it, is yeah, because like at first, he, yeah, he's like, I'll just let her die, and then I can just be the, I can just be the the, the leader, village chief, yeah. and not have to worry about you know having a wife and crap. So because he's just a big dumb caveman. Uh, he's basically Gaston from oh, yeah. the Beast. Yeah, he pretty much is. Because <laughs> he even has like a little wormy, tiny guy with him. The like um, that, uh, yeah. Uh, but so it, he's basically Gaston, and he's just gonna win it over. And Chrome is actually in love with Ruri, so he wants to. You know, he's he's been wanting to cure her since they were kids because she's always had the cough. 
Um, so this whole sulfa drug thing is like a thing that he's like a hundred percent behind. Right. Um, but, uh, he, they end up, uh, you know, going through the whole tournament because not only does the tournament, uh, allow someone from the kingdom of science, which consists of, you know, Kinro, Ginro, Chrome, Kohaku, uh, old guy, Suika and Senku. Uh, one of them becoming the chief would be able to like let Senku in and you know stuff like that and be you know be the chief and let let him into the village and they can all work together to make the science you know to make uh to make uh the sulfa drug and whatever scientific discoveries afterwards right because um, it takes a lot of manpower obviously because you got to crank a furnace like as much as possible in order to get like iron to be made and right. stuff like that so uh which is how they bribe a lot of the villagers with the foxtail ramen to make them to make them pump the the, the furnace but you know that's only going to go so far so they need somebody to be chief and also they need to save rury and he's not gonna they're not gonna be able to save rury if magma's the chief and blah 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 yeah. so uh and also one of the ingredients they need is alcohol and the village has tons of alcohol that you know that gets brought out at the end of every grand bout so if he wins the if someone wins the uh the grand bout they can have all the alcohol they need so so it's it's like all these things like kind of coming together yeah kind of riding Uh, on uh the science kingdom winning exactly um during all this uh we get to learn we get to meet gene um who is uh sukasa's uh mentalist spy basically yeah pretty much uh yeah so gene is uh uh he's or gen sorry gen not gene gene is a completely different word gen uh gen asaragi he's um asagiri he's a mentalist uh and even that stuff that he does is very much uh in the same frame of like mentalists and magicians like uh this guy does his research very well because like the way that he uh, basically gets people to do what he wants is that he uses certain different, you know, certain forms of psychology on people to like, basically like, Hey, you know, like if you tell some, yeah, if you tell, you don't have to tell someone a lie. You can tell them the truth about something. If it benefits what they actually want to do, they will take that, you know, road in a, in a certain way. So it's really smart the way he does everything, but he's also the kind of guy that's like, uh, you know, he's just, he, he, he even says, yeah, he's, a, he's the most superficial person in the world and he's upfront about it. It's like, look, I'm completely superficial. So if you can do something for me, then I'm cool. You know, it's like, I'll be on your side, but yeah. I don't, I don't care about, you know, anything else, but you know, being on the winning side and right now, Sukasa's yeah, Sukasa's world of strength is definitely going to be the one to, to win. But he so. does throw they, a stipulation at Senku and I kind of mm-hmm. dig it. He's like, yeah. he's like, I'll tell you though, if you can make a yeah. soda, yeah, <laughs> you've got me. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Sukasa cannot make a soda. I want one soda. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's like I, he he even sees him make electricity for the first time. Like it's like this brilliant, wonderful scene where like uh, he touches the electrodes to this copper wire and stuff and makes makes a light bulb actually shine and right. you see it like, and it's a great shot of like the earth, you know, the a completely dark earth. And just like one little shining right. light, because like that's the only light that would be shining at that point at night. It's really, really great, and you can see it like shining above the village. And it's like the night, you know, means nothing to the world of science. And 
uh, Gen is there to, to witness that. And like Senku kind of knows, like, I got him on that, like alone. But again, he's superficial. And he even says, like, hey, if you can make a soda, we're good, bro. <laughs> and, so, and turns out carbonated water is one of the things you need to make a sulfa drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another thing that leads to it. And that's a great one because they end up going through the grand bout. And I don't, I, we don't need to detail like how no, they get no, through no. that whole thing, but there are some good moments. Chrome's moment of like making the, uh, the conclave, uh, lens, lens convex. Yeah. So it'll produce heat. Like that part's really cool. Like they keep this whole science thing, like even in the, the moments of the, of the battles and stuff like that. Uh, uh, Kinro having the, the fuzzy sickness and not telling anybody. So then once he's wearing, uh, Sweet as melon, he's like able to beat magma like almost super easily because yeah, he's yeah. he's always been a better fighter. He just was never able to judge distance. So, um, so that was that was a cool moment. You know, so as it all happens, Senku ends up winning like by default. Basically, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't even have to like play a match except against uh, Ginro, and uh, you know he's an idiot, so it's easy to beat him. Uh, so he ends up becoming the chief of the village. Um, and man, they, they just keep piling on like the mysteries too, because like at that point, or no, no, it's a little bit later, but like Ruri, uh, learn like for the first time, sees Senku because he's not allowed in the village for the longest time. Right. But then when he enters the grand bout, they're like, oh, that must be him. Oh, his, uh, his name is Senku. And that's the first time Ruri hears his name. And she's like, I know that name. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, you're just like, what do you mean she knows the name? And she even asks him, like, what's your family name? And he kind of like pauses for a second, well, like, what? Also, yeah, because nobody in that. You're right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, because nobody has a family name in the village. And he's like, what do you mean? You know, it's like, it's like, it's the name of your family. It's like, no, I know what a surname is, but you guys don't have that. Like, how do you know that I have one? And so like, there's that little mystery that gets thrown in right there before the end of the whole thing. It's like Ruri somehow knows who Senku is, even though this village is like a thousand years before, you know, thousands of years before he ever woke up. Right. Uh, just, I, I love stuff like that as, as they pile these things on. Um, and uh, as they end up getting the, the the sulfa drug made because he ends up winning, they get the alcohol, they start making it. Um, and at, it's a great scene where, like, they, they're running to take the sulfa drug to Ruri and Gen shows up uh, at the hut and there's just a nice big bottle of ice cold cola sitting right there. Senku Cola sitting right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got his cola. And that, was, and that was the flimsy alliance was over a... <laughs> a cola because the other thing he was told to do if you can get me a cola i can tell uh Tsukasa that you're dead so that'll buy you time you know yeah because that was his whole mission was to find a trace of senku um so he ends up going back and saying like i found this village of like stone age people but senku was nowhere to be found because he was able to get the the soda uh or he was he trusted that he was going to be able to get the soda right so and uh so uh then they end up figuring out that ruri's sickness is pneumonia um you know because they weren't sure what it was but if it was a bacterial infection the you know the uh the sulfa drug was going to be very useful against it and uh you know it would ramp up its bacterial spread but you know eventually just taking the sulfa drug would would eventually get rid of it and he ends up saving Ruri's life like uh, a week later like there's no sign of the cough or anything and you know shit which i don't know how long someone can have pneumonia 
Like, <laughs> no idea. I, I, that could be a thing. I have no idea. But she's had the cough since she was a pretty tiny kid. I feel like, but uh, I don't know how you can how long you can fight off pneumonia without dying. I have no idea. Uh, but I'll leave that up to the doctors. I don't know. Um, but because uh, they probably have like certain things to like mitigate it, but not cure it. Obviously, yeah. I'm trying so, to see if it. I'm trying to find if it says exactly what it was she had. It was pneumonia. Oh, was it? it was a hundred. Yeah, it was 100% pneumonia because he was worried that it might be tuberculosis because if it's tuberculosis, it's like, we got nothing. Like, we do not have what can cure tuberculosis in this time period. Like, it's not going to happen. So we cannot cure TB. Um, So, uh, but it ends up being, uh, you know, basically just, you know, phlegm on the lungs, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, ends up curing that. Uh, he's the chief village. He ends up divorcing Ruri. <laughs> She's the first divorcee, mm-hmm. which is a funny moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, I, it's, I want a divorce. It's like, dink. They're all freaked out. Um, but uh, yeah, and it, it's real smart because then after she's cured, she ends up telling him because they keep alluding to these hundred stories. The the priestess is to pass down the 100 stories to each generation. And the new priestess passes down the 100 stories to the next generation. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, so the whole thing was she couldn't let the 100 stories die with her. She was going to pass them to Kohaku, but Kohaku didn't want it because then Ruri would have nothing to live for. Mm-hmm. So she didn't want to take it on until, you know, she was, uh, she was um, you know, a lot, you know, going to live through it. So finally, when that happened, she started passing down. She passed down the 100th story because the 100 stories were uh, basically just folk tales that were passed down from like our time. So, you know, um, uh, there was one Momotaro, the peach boy. Um, they mentioned it at one point um, while looking for uh, magnetic sand. And he's like, you guys know Momotaro? Like that's a story from when I was a kid. So, you know, tiny little things like that. And then she learns that Senku Ishigami, uh, which is his full name, um, uh, is, you know, the name of one of the stories that of the hundred stories that, that she learned. And it's a story about how the village was founded. And he learns that his dad, who was an astronaut, founded the village because they were able to come back from so their were, mission. They were in space yeah. when the light went off and yeah. they didn't get turned to stone. There right. was like five or six of them. Yeah. So they six, make their yeah. way back to uh, make their way back to mm-hmm. earth from space to find yeah. out what happened and try and solve it. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they end up uh, just, you know, there's not really much they can do to solve it. Uh, you know, he's not, as brilliant a scientist as his son, uh, adopted son too. They're actually not related by blood. They make that a point. So it's uh, Senku's not, you know, uh, with his, you know, family or anything, if there was ever a love interest, right? I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so he's, um, you know, they basically just settle down and like live a life, you know, you know, with the, 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 the pairings of astronauts just sort of like live their own lives and, uh, create a, 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 they're on the gener- village, really. Yeah, they're generations of people for thirty seven hundred years afterwards. You know that end up surviving in this this little uh, village area um, for so long. Which and uh, 
there's there's like you know the the thing is about the science in this show is that it's mm-hmm. pretty rudimentary, right? It's not like well, this is right. You know, this is like the general idea of how something would work. You know, like it's yes. not perfect and not going to work exactly, yeah. but general exactly. idea. And one of the things that you just got to got to accept that on is that they mm-hmm. send a record. They leave a record <laughs> for Senku yeah. in the mm-hmm. scratches. You know, because the record is is basically scratches is the music or whatever. Um, right. The scratches on the bottom of a glass bottle, and yeah. they preserve the mm-hmm. bottle. Senku finds it, finds the scratches, and then builds a thing yeah. that reads them. Basically, a record player, <laughs> so you can hear yeah. his dad's voice and like this lady sing. And that's one. Yeah. That's, that was one part. I was like, I really know about that one, but okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was. It was uh, that 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 one's like yeah. Again, the principles are all there, exactly, which is what's yeah, kind of smart. You can't you know? be too. You can't like expect this to uh, like anybody that yeah. hasn't seen it. Don't go into it with a full on expectation of like legitimate science. We're talking. Right. We're talking rudimentary, basic principles. Like you know, mm-hmm. if, it, in the perfect world, this, yeah. that, and that would would create right. what we want. It's like MacGyver. Like MacGyver, yeah. all the scientific principles in MacGyver completely rooted in reality and they just sort of like ramp it up to a point to where like oh yeah like it, like it, this would work that way because it's a tv show basically so exactly. you know yeah and and uh, a lot of the a lot of the science that they do are very rudimentary uh you know basic kid chemistry type things like making a potato battery and things like that um and this one is probably like the most one you can make etchings on like because like the original you know etchings for things a big wax cylinder yeah you know like uh you know so it's it's uh not unlikely that it, you'd be able to make something like that but to preserve a precise record uh you know on glass would be kind of ridiculous yeah but it is a but it is like a big moment of him being able to hear his dad's voice and, you know, stuff like that. And, and it, his dad it, being it, like, Senku. That's, that, that's the other right. kind of like outrageous thing a little bit was just, thank you. Yeah. I know you're going to get this. Like, right, yeah, I don't know yeah. how, I don't know when, <laughs> you know, whatever, but I know you're going to get this because you're yeah. you and yeah. you're so smart. Yeah, since it's a science shonen, that's the shonen part. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's like because the dad is so sure that he's his kid is so smart that he's gonna be able to figure out a way to not be stone anymore, or he has like the he has like the the rudimentary hope that humanity is going to you know like right. uh, survive this, you know, survive it and then come back and and Senku in whatever time frame that that happening, he will find this disc and, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it, it's all just, it, it, that whole thing is just like completely fiction, but it's awesome. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just great, great stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all like the, the mystery of the village kind of solved, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, but the cool part, the other cool part that, that happens is that you have the conflict between Tsukasa and the main village because Tsukasa basically like is like, ah, go check out that village. Um, uh, so that's when we meet uh, Hyoga. Is that his name? Uh, it is. Just a second. Yeah, I Hyoga, I think. Something like that. Something like that. He's probably yeah, my favorite Hyoga. designer. Yeah. H-Y-O-G-A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he shows up. Uh, he has this awesome freaking like fluffy. 
yeah, bow staff. He's got this awesome collar and like kind of mask, and he's just, he's just cool. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, it, he's one of like the 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 main people that uh, Tsukasa wanted to to revive. He's like getting all these young prodigies, basically. Um, and Hyoga is like a master war tactician uh, kind of dude. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also an archer that we see briefly. We don't know much about him, uh, but he's when Gen is running back to the village, he like an arrow gets like shot at him, and he looks up and like there's this awesome looking archer with a giant bow, and it's like oh that guy's gonna be red. Yeah. So it's like some prodigy like archery student that uh, Sukasa brought back, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it it's really cool. Like the the like the designs of these characters are like my favorite part of the whole thing. Like that that's what gets my the the shonen part of me really going yeah. is uh, the, the the Stone Age characters and like the revived uh, villains of Sukasa's uh, Empire of Strength is just like they're rad. They're just really cool looking. Uh, Sukasa himself is awesome looking because he's wearing a freaking lion's mane and yeah, you know yeah. he look he looks like a jojo villain and it's just like he's just huge with flowing hair uh but yeah and you get these you get these really cool stone age shonen because you always get those things like in demon slayer they like they're all samurai so they all have like kind of like cool coats they have those cool jackets mm-hmm. and, you know like different flares to them and uh in naruto they're all ninja so they all have like basic little things that they all match with but they all have their different flair to them and same with this they're they're all stone age people but you know they're all like cavemen but it's like shonen cavemen and they have cool little design flares with each one of them and i think they're i think they're rad um and uh, so basically like when hyoga shows up uh it's uh basically like oh like out of nowhere and he ends up finding Senku, and Senku has to basically pull his card and be like, all right, I have to reveal myself. And they fake using a gun. They have Magma throw a rock while Senku kind of just fires off a like a, a blank shot yeah. so it looks like they have a gun. So then all of them retreat at that point, and Hyoga's kind of like, okay. Like, he's like, like pretty, pretty smart, like, but he, he, he retreats because he's a, he's a master strategist. Um because uh, he was basically, you know, he's he's like the toughest fighter they have. Like even like the big, brutish, cavemen like dudes that that Tsukasa brought back, like they can't touch Hyuga. Like Hyuga is like, you know, yeah, he's, he's just like this ultimate fighter type. Yeah, he's he's got this bamboo spear that he twists and like makes it super fast, and you know, he's super good at what he does. Um, so that's when basically he decides to, uh, uh, we have to like start ramping up our defenses because like the war's on now, like we're going to do it. And, uh, Hyoga is going to start, you know, attacking us any minute now. So rather than make a gun, which is a little bit too far outside the, the limits right now, mm-hmm. um, he, they end up making katana blades, yeah, which was pretty cool. Love that. <laughs> that was really cool. Cause like a katana is like a way more advanced sword from stone age spears and, you know, stuff like that so they're just they're cutting through these dudes you know spears and stuff like that but then even hyoga is like you know kind of like ha like he's he's too good with his spear because it's like a little you know bamboo twisty thing but it ends up breaking and we learn that 
Gein or Gen kind of like got in there and with a little tiny blade and cut it a little bit to the cut the ribbon it. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Gein, Gen uh, reveals that he's part of the kingdom of science and he's on their side. And so then he goes back to Sukasa and is like, hey, so that village, uh, they're, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty vulnerable. We could probably take them out, but also Senku's alive. Uh, and like, so Sukasa's like, oh, I gotta kill him. Yeah. So, oh, I gotta get back to that. So, yeah, exactly. So that's that's where we're at, basically. Like the war is gonna start. Like you know, they they're they're trying to build uh, a communications tower. Basically, it's basically trying to make a cell phone. Yeah, that's quote unquote. That's their cell idea phone. to win the wars. They need a way yeah. to communicate over vast distances. That's going to give yeah, them the, which is smart. the strongest the strongest advantage against the Sukasa mm-hmm. Empire. Yes, because it's the biggest weapon in war is communication. And uh, yeah, obviously it's not going to be. He keeps saying cell phone. It's like it is a cell battery of a phone. Yes. But, right. you know, it's like it's basically it's basically going to be like a giant backpack battery that you would see in like World War One yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So which is which is really cool. Um, but, you know, there's all these steps to get to that and they have to get tungsten and all this other stuff. And uh, it's it's so cool because they, they they just do the process again. You know, it's like it might get boring after a while, but I'm not bored yet. Like, it's <laughs> like, so I'm not bored yet because they, they switch it up because they'll have like the big science discovery arcs and then they'll switch it up with like, all right, now it's time for a fight arc or some type of like, you know, action. Uh, yeah, action or introduce these characters that are you know that that Sukasa has on his side and stuff like that because they have the one girl the the Homura. quiet girl yeah Homura yeah she's she's really cool they even give end up giving her some cotton candy because she's left there to keep an eye on the village um, yeah like basically just, yeah kind of a sentry yeah and they just end up like here Capsa they walk up to her because she's like kind of like you know like they know she's there. And uh, they just like leave her a little thing yeah. of cotton candy, and she's even like, "Think, is you think this is poison?" And she just ends up eating it anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> like, so she might be turning sides later on. Who knows? Maybe because um, the, the kingdom of science is uh, is alluring. So, um, yeah, there, there's. Uh, I've I've read a little bit. And I haven't read any of the manga afterwards of where we left off. Yeah. But there's like, I do know of a few revelations that happen later on that are interesting. Um, of like uh we get a little bit more into the mystery of like what caused the whole uh petrification of everything but not but not a whole lot and that comes i think that'll be pretty quick next season because it comes when they actually make the broadcast tower which they're working on at that point so when they're actually able to broadcast something some more little bits of information kind of show up so we'll, we'll see um you know what happens with all that so cool but uh yeah man it's a it's a it's a cool show i really like dr stone man i i i enjoyed it it was it was so different from everything else um and it really tried to exemplify that whole you know culmination of human wisdom being such an important thing right uh that i really enjoyed you know it's it's a very it's a very shonen thing you can get behind you know it's like uh all the shonen have these basic things that go around them uh you know uh you know chrome one or uh, uh shinra wants to be a hero um uh uh uh, Town Chandra wants to cure, yeah, wants to cure his sister, and they have this sibling bond that can't be that can't be you know destroyed, you know, that can't be severed, and uh, and in this show is just like 
you know, like science and discovery and the advancement of everything. And even Senku ends up getting like humbled in a few ways, you know, because like, you know, he thinks like, well, there's no way like these cavemen are going to be able to do what I can do. But then he meets people like Chrome and and uh, like the old guy. uh, Yeah, Kakasi. And it's like these guys are like like they they're not science. They're not scientists per se, but they're like this age is scientists. They're just people that are trying to discover something by looking at it and checking it out and, and just experimenting. And he like kind of gets that little bit of warm feeling is like, doesn't matter if you did kill me, Tsukasa, like science would have lived on. Like, cause right. that's what people do. Like people, people do this. People, you know, they, they come up with these things, you know, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's wonderful in that way. I, I think it's great. You know, that, that, that ever, that everlasting human spirit is just, uh, is really cool. And I dig it. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, a lot. I thought overall that this, <laughs> this anime does have a really good charm to it. And, and, mm-hmm. and that comes from its, uh, its uniqueness and, and how it's approaching the science. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um, yeah. there is action and whatnot, but the shonen moments are reserved for the science quote unquote action. Mm-hmm. And, and that right. is, is what makes it, like I said, it gives it its charm. Uh, overall, it was actually not one of my favorite anime of the, of 2019 that mm-hmm. came out only because, sure. Oh, and this is only because I'm a sucker for the same old like action fight. You're an element. I'm an element. That's my weapon. Here's mm-hmm. my weapon. We're all, di- you know, I, I, I'm a sucker oh, for it and I'm all in. I get done. you. But, um, I, I did, I just think, uh, you know, you kind of said the, the scientific process that they go through. Um, mm-hmm. you're not tired of it yet. I kind of got a little tired of it myself. A little tired of it. But again, sure. it's, it's not, I think for me, the charm that made me stick with the story, because if I really didn't like it, I wouldn't have watched it, and I probably wouldn't have been on this right. episode, um, right. the, is the story. The petrification, yeah. his mm-hmm. his winning over of the village, uh, yeah. the, this, the kingdom of science versus Tsukasa Empire. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like that is what has yeah. – that story, that narrative is what kept me mm-hmm. along for the anime right. and made me interested in reading the manga eventually right but overall it it didn't it didn't top any lists for me sure absolutely yeah Uh, that really does like draw people in i i I love the idea of like just these this weird mystery surrounding this village like slowly coming to to light uh this village that shares the name of his last name Uh you know and stuff like that like just these little bits of like information get dropped on you and you know and he even like you know, has these revelations himself. And, um, yeah, I just, I just like when, when, you know, the main character gets like, you know, that you have these, you know, these humbling moments where like, he even like tears up when he hears his dad's voice, you know, he's not a guy who shows his emotion through the whole thing, but when he actually gets to hear his dad, like he, you know, he tears up a little bit, you know, it's just good character, good characters, good, uh, good, uh, good story surrounding it and yeah and i dig it who's, so who's your favorite character my favorite character is it might be uh it might be um might be kohaku i really like kohaku a lot yeah. i but i don't know how she's gonna measure up later because her whole motivation was saving her sister yeah. and that kind of happened so i don't know if she's gonna get boring as it goes along but maybe not. Maybe not. I, they might have some. They might have some other motivations for it because they kind of like are building her and 
her and Senku kind of having like a little bit of a thing, but it's not like overt. Right. It's very, if they're doing it, it's a very slow build, which I like. Um, I actually really like, um, uh, uh, Yuzu, uh, Yuzuhira's, uh, design. Like I like her design a lot. Um, the only thing I don't she, like about her design is that for some reason after everything has, <laughs> yeah, you already know Yeah, after everything yeah. is already gone yeah. and it's 3,700 yeah. years later and her headphones yeah. are still around, <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever they, brand they are, those suckers are right. solid. But but they petrified too. They're like a stone, like like it's like they? it's a little I swirl. They were just, yeah, I thought they were just on her head. Yeah, because they like have like a stone swirl on them. Because she has that swirl is like her. Okay. That's All like right. her mark. That's like because she has the swirl on her shoulder. It's like her mark. So like even her headphones like kind of match that. They're like these these shell like these like uh, yeah like like seashell type headphone looking things but yes they are her headphones that's definitely what was on her head when she petrified that's the only thing i'm just, just like that, that, that yeah. come on man like <laughs> is it necessary for the character design for her headphones to survive you know sure <laughs> sure it is oh man but uh yeah it, it, it that that was a lot of fun to me just because like i thought that was an interesting oh no you're right they they do look like that in the past now that I, now that i look at it you're absolutely right. Yeah, no, her headphones just stayed stayed true to the whole thing. Yeah. That's a good brand of headphones. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. Like whatever that is, yeah, you're right. I need a pair because yeah. they'll be around yeah, long I, after I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought they were like. I thought they just like took on like characteristics, but no. Yeah, they looked like that back in the, when she was unpetrified too. So yeah, she has that. But I don't know. It ties into her little swirl mark yeah. she has on her shoulder. Yeah, I mean, like, it is I, what I it did. is. You know, anime yeah. shonen, but you're just like. <laughs> for it's, you know, for you ridiculous. trying to base some things in reality, you could have done something right. different than like, <laughs> hey, this character is known yeah. for headphones, guys. You know, and that one, that right. one's got a necklace. That uh, one's got a leather jacket. Like, you know, right? Oh, you know what? Been sweet is like, what if like Taiju just like made her like a pair? Like that'd have been sweet. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Like, like here's since you miss your headphones so much. Here's the third. You know that'd have been that'd have been cute. Yeah. You know, have been a little cute moment. You know, made some seashell ones that look like it. Yeah, you know, that would maybe work. that. That'd have been nice. Yeah, that'd have been cute. Gosh, um, what are they but, thinking? <laughs> what are they thinking? The headphones. That's where you were out. It was just the headphones. Oh I'm God. done. <laughs> what right the so How, This isn't even realistic. How does the headphones <laughs> survive? I don't believe it. <laughs> Turning this off. Uh, but from what I hear, the story gets really good later on, like when they start getting into like the war, because they're they're about to start into the war between science and strength. Right. So and I hear the war is like a is like is really good, like the way they do stuff, because, you know, it's basically like just strategy and there's some good fights here and there. And so I'm I'm down with it. I'm, I'm good with with all of it. See, I'm, so. I'm debating on uh, whether this is a, a show that I will just follow in the manga and not the anime. I'm right. gonna give I'm yeah. gonna give season two a shot, uh, mm-hmm. but if I kind of keep the same uh, mind frame that I was falling into at the end of season one, I, I wouldn't right. be surprised if it just turns into one that I read. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, but that's gonna do it, man. We covered it. We got season one of Doctor Stone out the way. Oh yeah, so. three down, one to go. One to go, man. That's right. Uh, but that has been this week's episode of Animation Destination. Uh, Steven, thanks for being on. Always appreciate it. As always, you know, I'll join you for anime, my friend. A- absolutely. Uh, this has been the Animation Destination Podcast. You can check us out at 
uh, DestinationComics.com slash DNN, AnimationDestination.com. Check us out on Facebook at AnimationDestination and on Twitter at AnimationPod. And that's it for this week. Next week is Benlin Saga. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.